All right, go ahead and turn to Second Chronicles, chapter 26 and 27 tonight. So tonight, we're going to look at two kings, King Uzziah and King Jotham. And in both of these uh, stories of these two kings, they both prospered in God. They both had very prosperous reigns, uh, one a lot longer than the other. But there was prosperity in what they did. And we're going to see what that key to their prosperity was tonight. Uh, we're also going to see the downside of their reign as well. But uh, we're going to go ahead and start off in verse 1 of chapter 26. And it reads and says, Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king. And made him king instead of his father, Amaziah. Now remember, Amaziah had been captured by Israel. Um, he had worshipped the gods of, the, of Edom. And God was not happy about that. And, and, and punished him for that and utterly destroyed him at that point. So Uzziah ends up taking over kind of a, as a co-regent or co-reigner with him while his father was away. So they made him king instead of his father, Amaziah. He built Elath and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his father, so after Amaziah died. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jacaliah of Jerusalem. Now, he reigned 52 years. I believe that is the second longest reign of a king of Israel. I think uh, Manasseh was the longest reign, if I'm not mistaken. But that's still a long reign, 52 years. And it says, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. So they're looking at Amaziah and saying, hey, he did like his father did. He did like Amaziah did. And they kind of neglect the fact that he went worship some idols, <laughs> with the, the gods of Edom. But he, he, when you hear this, it was still a good reign up to that point. Then it goes on in verse 5. It says, And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. So here we see, remember, Amaziah was led off into captivity into Israel, which left the throne in Judah unoccupied at the time. So they took his 16-year-old son, Uzziah, and made him king at this time. Uh, he rebuilt Elath and Ezer Geber, related to Ezan Geber. It was also a valuable possession, so there was a lot of trade and routes that was coming through here. It was also on the coast, which was a good thing. So he did a lot in building up Judah after Judah had actually been kind of destroyed and the wall had been taken down during Amaziah's time. So Judah, he took over when Judah was kind of in a low point of its, of its, uh, its kingdom. And he was, able to, he was able, as we see, to build it up to be prominent once again. So as we see, it says here that he prospered like his father had prospered. But in verse 5, it talks about that as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. That is such a huge key to the Christian walk, is seeking after God and knowing that God is going to prosper you. Now, that prosperity doesn't come like the health and wealth teachers. We're not going to all be healthy and wealthy. That's not going to happen unless the Lord ordains it to be. We also know sometimes that prosperity may not come the way we envision it to come, too, at times. But we know that the Lord will never leave or forsake his children. So we know that he's going to meet the needs that we have. So 
in the life of Uzziah, we see the single path to prosperity and not just money. Because we're going to look at some of the things that he prospered in. It wasn't just money that came to this, to this guy, but it was a lot of other things that came. But he sought the Lord. That's so key for us. We need to seek the Lord in everything that we do. Small, medium, large areas in our life, we need to seek after the Lord. And Matthew 6, 33 should be a familiar passage for all of us. And it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. All the needs that we have in our life as believers will be met. We need to seek after the Lord. We need to seek him and his kingdom and his righteousness first before our own wants and our own needs. And God will take care of that and give us some of our wants and give us some of our needs. You don't have to turn there, but in Deuteronomy 30, verses 8 through 10, it kind of hits a little bit on this. And it says, and you will obey and you will again obey. Uh, the voice of the Lord, and do all his commandments, which I command you today. We should want, we should find it joy to want to obey the commandments of God. Because we know these commands that he gives us are not to harm us, but to help us. We know that these commands he gives us is good for us. He's our creator. He knows what's good for us already. We, we, and we should want to listen to the commands of God. And it goes on in 9, and it says, And the Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hands in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over you for good as he rejoiced over your fathers. If you obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in the book of the law, and if you turn to the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul. So God has our best interest at hand. He knows what is good for us. And we see Uzziah prospered under God because he sought after God in all of his ways. And the path hasn't changed to this day. We need to seek after God, constantly be at his feet, worshiping him, getting in our word, praying to God, seeking after his will for our lives, and God will prosper us. It says, now we, will see, now we will look at some of the ways that, he, that Uzziah was blessed. And we can be blessed in the same ways as he was. In verse 6 it says, Now he went out and made war against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath, the wall of Jabna, and the wall of Ashdod. And he built cities around Ashdod and among the Philistines. Now, you know, the Philistines was the arch enemy of Israel. We know that throughout Scripture, through we studied through First and Second Kings. We see that in First and Second Samuel. They were, they were the arch enemy of Israel. And it says God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians who lived in Gerobael, and against the Munites. Also the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt, for he became exceedingly strong. So one of the manifestations of God's blessing to Uzziah was victory over his enemies. God ordained these enemies to be defeated by Uzziah, and we also can have victory over our enemies today. And we have them out there. If, if we're followers of Jesus, we have people who don't like us. We have groups that don't like us, and unfortunately, that's, that's the case. So we have our own enemies that we have to fight against. 
In these verses, we learn that in the middle of Uzziah's reign, that journey, he expanded the power and authority of Judah to the west and to the south. It said he went all the way up to Egypt, that he had expanded these territories. And he had no doubt, constantly seeing his territory raided by these predators, by the Philistines and, and the Arabians from the south were raiding uh, into Judah and those from the west, that he had to do something. Because you've got to remember, I just said that he had started this reign when Judah was at a pretty low point. So I'm pretty sure he was being attacked from these different countries and these, these different invaders on all sides. So once he was able to strengthen his army, he was able to push them back and actually defeat them. But why, who was it that was enabling him to defeat his enemies? It says God enabled Uzziah to defeat his enemies. So Uzziah was seeking after God. And God was blessing him and prospering him against his enemies for that simple fact, that he continued to have fellowship with God. And so with God taking care of the Philistines and the Arabians and also the Ammonites who end up paying tribute to him, he became powerful and he became wealthy and his enemies were defeated. He was renowned and feared in the south and the southwest of Judah. By these, by these enemies he had. And like, Uzziah, and like Uzziah, the Lord will give us favor and victory over our enemies as well as we seek him and want to praise him and learn from him. In Proverbs sixteen seven, it says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So, all of a sudden, did the Philistines become best friends with Judah? No. But there was still a peace that was there over that land because Uzziah was seeking the Lord and wanting to know the Lord. And God brought peace over the land of Judah because of that. And the Lord will bring peace over our own lives. Even though there may be storms ahead or we may be in the middle of the storm, he'll still bring a peace to our lives if we're continuing to seek and to, and to know him. So when we seek him, the Lord gives us victory and peace with our enemies. Now in verse 9, we're going to see the second manifestation. It says, And Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the corner, the corner buttress of the wall when he fortified them. Also he built towers in the desert. He dug many wells, for he had much livestock, both in the lowlands and in the plains. He also had farmers and vine dressers in the mountains, and in Carmel, for, the law, uh, for he loved the soil. So now we see that God also blessed Uzziah agriculturally. He was providing for Uzziah and providing for the nation of Judah by prospering the agriculture there in Judah, prospering the cattle that he was grazing in Judah. So Uzziah also rebuilt, it says that he rebuilt some walls and put up some towers. So we remember with Amaziah, the, the wall came down when Israel attacked him. So he no doubtly he rebuilt that, that wall that was torn down in his father's day and restored that. He put up many towers as lookout. And he even put in towers, it says, in the middle of the desert. I don't know if some of you all have seen uh, stories like Arabian Nights and some of these other uh, Stories that happen in the Middle East, but sometimes you'll see these towers in the middle of nowhere, like like guard guard shacks or what have you. And that's kind of what I picture when I see here, kind of watching out 
for his cattle, watching out for the agriculture that he was growing, watching out for his people of Judah. For when the enemies would come, they would be prepared. So that's kind of what I picture when I see that. So Uzziah was strengthening the wall that, that was torn down in his father's days. He was building lookouts. He was, he was prospering agriculturally. He was prospering with cattle. So he was able to provide for the people of Judah. And this was the way that Judah was sustained with food and water. And God provided this and blessed him for it because he sought after the Lord. So we see our enemies can be defeated and kept at peace. When we seek after the Lord, we see that provision comes to us when we seek after the Lord. And as we go to verse 11, we'll see the third manifestation. It says, moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war by companies, according to the number of their role, as prepared by Jael, the scribe, and Maaseah, the officer, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The total number of chief officers of the mighty men of valor was 2,600. And under their authority was an army of 307,500 that made war with mighty power to help the king against the, enemy, his, against the enemy. Then Uzziah prepared for them, for the entire army, shields, spears, helmets, body armor, bows, slings to cast stones. And he made devices in Jerusalem invented by skillful men to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide, for he had marvelously helped, helped till he became strong. So we see God here providing for Uzziah. He developed effective weaponry, weapons to go against his enemies. And when we seek the Lord, he gives us the weapons of our warfare needed to conquer our enemies as well. When I was in the military, they would give us our basic issue. They would give us our cavalars. They would give us our flak vests. They would give us our basic uh, ammo loads that we needed when we went out into Iraq. They would give us everything we needed to be able to go into battle and to be successful. And we see the same thing here that Uzziah is now supplying Judah and his soldiers what they need to go into battle and to be successful. And one way as Christians that we can be successful is to seek the Lord in all that we do. You're trying to find a job? Seek the Lord. You're having a hard time providing for your family? Seek the Lord. You have a family member that is sick, maybe on a deathbed? Seek the Lord. You have family members that need to get saved and come to a knowledge of who Christ is? Seek the Lord. Prayer is our weapon against our enemy. That is the best weapon we can have is when we hit our knees and we pray. Amen. In Ephesians 6, verses 13 through 17, another familiar one I'm pretty sure for all of us. It tells us about the gear of our warfare. And it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. 
And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Prepare always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. We must daily wake up and put on our battle gear, because once we step out of that bed, we're going into battle. And some days the, the, the combat is heavier than others. But we have that weapon of prayer. We have the word of God. We have the Holy Spirit behind us, protecting us. And when we seek to God, all those, all those gears come into, all those, the gear comes into play. And we're able to approach our day and approach our enemies and see the provision given by God. So here, Uzziah was provided the weapons he needed against his enemies. And we are provided the weapons we need. For battle as well. Now we look at these blessings, and we can see God also in the in the New Testament working these as well. These blessings that He just had in First John four four it says, "You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because He who is in you is greater than He who is in the world." So when you have someone who is greater than the enemy that is in this world backing you and you're seeking after him, and you're fellowshipping with him, there should be no reason for us not to be able to prosper and be victorious in our walk. In John 15, 2, it says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. So if you are grafted into his vine... He's going to prune you. He's going to, he's going to prick you sometime, and he's going to discipline you sometime, but that's only for you can grow more. So as we seek God and he opens our hearts to things that we need to change in our lives and get out of our lives, that's only for our good. I know when I got some weapons from my dad when I was younger, they hurt. But let me tell you something. I was a better man for it as I got older because I knew what was right and what was wrong. So when the Lord spanks you a little bit, Say, thank you, Lord. Thanks for correcting me and getting me back on the right path. Because that's all he's doing. And we need to seek the Lord to, hey, Lord, show me those areas in my heart that that are hidden from me that I don't see. That I I don't know that I'm doing wrong. And prune them and and, and get them out of me. For I can walk straight in your ways. And we're going to see Uzziah. Uzziah is going to have an opportunity to change his ways in a minute. But he doesn't. And we're going to see the outcome of that. So if we're seeking the Lord, he will prosper us in whatever we do. And you know, Uzziah was a great king. 52 years he reigned. That was a long reign for a king. And in those 52 years, he seemed to have done well through it all. But we're about to step into something in verse 16 that, that we're going to see him fall. And he's not going to be prospering like he used to because he seemed to have stopped seeking after God. He stopped seeking the things of God. But as long as we seek him, we will prosper in our ways. He is going to ensure that. So let's go ahead and turn to uh, chapter, back to Second Chronicles 26. And we're going to be in verse 16. And we're going to see him go into the temple to perform an act that only the priest, the, the lineage of Aaron, were supposed to do. And that's, that's a big no-no in the... In the eyes of God. So in verse 16 it says. But when he was strong his heart was lifted up. 
to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. So during the reign of Uzziah, the people prospered and enjoyed the peace. But we see here in verse 16 that when his heart was strong and lifted up, so when he became full of pride, then we know in Proverbs it says that pride comes before the fall. And his pride was welling up. He seen the prosperity that his nation was having. He seen the mighty army that he had. He seen that, hey, agriculture is going good. My livestock is going good. My enemies are at bay. And his head got big. The fame that was given to him by God got to his head. Now he's starting to think, I did this. And the eye of, in pride is going to kill him now. So it goes on to verse 17. It says, so Azariah, the priest, went in after him, and with him were eight priests of the Lord, valiant men. And they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, it is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. You shall have no honor from the Lord God. Now, could you imagine these priests going in here to confront Uzziah? This is the king of Judah. That was pretty bold for these priests to confront him because there could have been heavy consequences for that. But they knew they served a king bigger than Uzziah. And they knew what was right and what was wrong from what was written in the law on who was supposed to burn the incense, and it wasn't Uzziah. So they're going to get to telling him to, to stop what you're doing Giving, it's almost like God is, is giving him a chance. Look, stop what you're doing. You're only the, the priest and priesthood of Aaron is supposed to be doing this. There, it's like God was giving him a warning to get out of there. But let's see what happens. In verse 19, it says, Then Uzziah became furious, and he had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was angry with the priest, leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord. Besides the incense altar. Has anyone ever told you when you're doing something wrong? Hey, you might want to stop doing that. And you get real arrogant. My wife does it all the time and I don't want to hear it from her. And, and she'll tell me I'm doing something wrong and I know I'm doing something wrong, but I'm going to be stubborn and say, no, it's right. I'm going to keep doing this. And it ends up hurting you later. This is what's happening with Uzziah. I think if Uzziah would have stopped where he was at and realized what he was doing and stopped it and repented and left, I don't believe God would have gave him leprosy. But he continued on in this this disobedience and this rebellion towards God. And leprosy came upon him. Now we know leprosy is not a uh, great disease to have. And we'll see that he'll have this disease until the end of his life. It goes on in verse 20. It says, And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him, and there on his forehead he was leprous. So they uh, thrust him out of the place. Indeed, he also hurried to get out. So he wasn't going to try and stay and continue to burn incense. He seen he was leprous as well, and he tried to get out as quick as he could also. It says, Because the Lord has struck him. Now, King Uzziah was a leper until the day of his death. He dwelt in a, an isolated house because he was a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. Then Jotham, his son, was over the king's house. 
judging the people of the land. So, you know, with leprosy, you had to be completely cut off from society. Couldn't be with your wife anymore, couldn't be with your children, any other loved ones and family and friends you had. You, you were a total outcast at this point because of, the, uh, because of this disease. Now it says, now the rest of the acts of Uzziah, from first to last, the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, wrote. So Uzziah rested with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the field of burial, which belonged to the kings, for they said, he is a leopard. And Jotham, his son, reigned in his place. A sad end to a really a great reign by Uzziah, a long reign by Uzziah, a reign tagged with prosperity and greatness for Judah ended tragically. And Uzziah should have just basically stayed in his lane and knew what his role was as a king. And he didn't. We've seen that with King Saul doing the same thing, right? Hurry up to make the sacrifice when he should have waited. And then we've seen what happened with him. So we need to know what our role is in Christ. And we need to stay in that lane and not, not move unless God tells you to move. And move when he tells you and don't move when he don't tell you. All right? So let's go ahead and move to verse, uh, chapter 27 of Second Chronicles. And we're going to look real quickly. There's only nine verses about King Jotham. It says, Jotham, 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 there we go, was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerosha, the daughter of Zadok. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Uzziah had done, although he did not enter the temple of the Lord, but still the people acted corruptly. Now, he didn't enter the temple of the Lord. I, we don't know if it's because maybe he had problems with the priest now because of what happened with his father, or because maybe he learned his lesson from his father that, hey, that's not my place to be a priest. I'm the king. I will do those things. We leave that work up to the lineage of Aaron and those priests in that house. But it shows here that it said at the end of that, it says, but, but still the people acted corruptly. So we see that the people of Judah was starting to turn away from God, and maybe he wasn't as strong a leader as his father Uzziah was in keeping the people right with the Lord. But we see that corruption was starting to happen in Judah again. And it goes on, it says, he built the upper gate of the house of the Lord, and he built extensively on the wall of Ophel. Moreover, he built cities in the mountains of Judah and in the for- forests. He built for- uh, fortresses and towers. He also fought with the king of the Ammonites and defeated them. And the people of Ammon gave him in the year one hundred, uh, gave him in that year, one hundred talents of silver, ten thousand cores of wheat, and ten thousand barley. The people of Ammon paid this to him in the second and third year. So whenever. Whenever Jotham took over the rain, Ammon was going to test the waters. That's pretty much what Ammon was going to do. Because they were already paying tributes to his father. So whenever he came, Jotham came on the scene, they were going to see, hey, let's see if he's as strong as his father was. And it looks like he was, because they end up having to pay tribute to him anyway. So that was good. Then it says in verse 6, it says, So Jotham became mighty because he prepared his way before the Lord his God. So just like his father who sought God and prospered, 
we see Jotham doing, the, Jotham doing the same thing. It says, Jotham became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord his God. And that's what we need to do, prepare our ways before the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Jotham and all his wars and his ways, indeed they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. He was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. So Jotham rested with his fathers and they buried him in the city of David. Then Ahaz, his son, reigned in his place. So here we see two kings that sought after the Lord, and the Lord prospered them when they sought after him. That should be a lesson to us, that we need to seek after the Lord. And Jesus longs for our fellowship. He loves the fellowship with us. He loves it when we seek in his face. I think that brings a big smile to his face. And let's remember Matthew six thirty three that we read earlier. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Amen. Father, we thank you for this word tonight. And may we learn from Uzziah and Jotham, Lord, to, to seek after you daily, Father God. Not just once a month, maybe not just once a week, but daily seek after you and to fellowship with you so that we may prosper in all our ways. And not prosper to build ourselves up with fame, but to prosper to build your name up with fame, Father God. And to be an example of who you are, Father. We uh, pray that all these people here tonight, Lord, will be blessed by you. And that you would give them traveling mercies. And that uh, for those who are not able to make it, that you would bless them as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.